what's going on guys it's Jackie aka mama universe um, it's been a long time and today the topic is all about the fear of being seen and how the very thing that we're protecting ourselves from that I've been protecting myself from is actually my greatest and our greatest source of strength I know crazy right so something a little interesting about that have you ever heard of and i may or may not be saying this right so correct me if i'm wrong scopophobia yeah try saying that 10 times fast scopophobia it's an anxiety disorder characterized by a morbid fear of being seen or stared at by others really interesting and it's actually of greek origin and it's a phobia around fear and in particularly, and I can't say this word too well, othothalmos, I. And it has actually an interesting history, and this started uh, getting referred to around 400 BC. And one of the first references for scopophobia was actually by Hippocrates, who commented on an overly shy individual. I'm reading this now from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, Hippocrates commented on an overly shy individual explained that such a person loves darkness as light and thinks every man observe him. So that's kind of an interesting thing um, because then it goes on to saying like social phobia was first coined by a French psychiatrist Pierre Janet and he used the term to describe patients of of his who exhibited a fear of being observed as they were participating in daily activities such as talking, playing the piano, or writing. And it's really interesting because then it goes on to talk about the shame that people in asylums, when someone who loved them, a family member, would come to see them, they would cover their face in fear of being seen. And the term that they used was shamefacedness. Now, how fascinating is this? That scopophobia, I feel like I'm saying it easier now. Thank you, Wikipedia, for giving me the confidence. <laughs> is more often manifested amongst women than among men. And how interesting is it that as women and as a woman myself, I, I grew up having a fear of, of really being seen and I just want to introduce the topic again that today the, the show is about, uh, or this podcast is about really the fear of being seen and what that's been like for me. And, um, you know, what's, what's really what's really been the experience since last year because I realized it's actually been one year since I recorded a podcast and it's funny actually because it's been really hitting me hard um, this download this message that God keeps giving me to really share the experience that I'm having every day and how last year I was kind of hiding behind you know the door of you know being spiritual and what that looked like was never really talking about God or whenever I would say the word God you know there 
Well, how would you know? You don't know. But maybe, but maybe perhaps you can relate. And as I'm even sharing this, it's funny to feel the trigger coming up around shame and guilt of wanting to be fully seen, even though in my community, in my women's circles that I run and programs and clients and friends and family and husband all know this about me that in the past year I've had a great window closed to spirituality. That probably sounds really strange. You know, why would you close the window on spirituality? Well, here's the thing. I didn't completely close it. And what I want to do is open up the possibility of what spirituality means and what God means. To me, God is everything. You know, I, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And I believe in that God is on the throne and that he is working powerful, powerful blessings and anointings on all of us. And coming out of my mouth, that if I was to look at myself a year ago, listening to myself today, I would be probably soiling myself thinking, what are you saying? Who are you and what are you doing? And it's really, really scary. It really is actually thinking about how I have been protecting myself from fear of people looking down on me. And that's why I haven't really put myself out there on this podcast. Today I looked up, you know, what's the format? How do you open a show? You know, what is, how do you end it? What does it look like? And so I appreciate you guys for listening. I really do because this is such a vulnerable peeling away of the spiritual onion that I've been living in my entire life and for who knows how many lifetimes. And what's what's really present for me in this moment is, you know, I've been protecting myself. I've been terrified of my greatest source of strength, which is my truth. And maybe you relate to that because maybe there's something that you you know about yourself, but you have a story perhaps, just like I've had a story that if people really knew that I was for Jesus and that I love God and that I pray, I can't even tell you maybe a hundred times throughout the day, but that I also believe in spirituality. And what I mean by spirituality is, you know, I don't, I don't believe in one denomination at all. I believe God is a blanket that is the universe that covers and protects us all and has woven in faith that every time we recall upon the thought and the feeling of being faithful, not as into a relationship, but having faith, maybe that's what it should be called actually, faithful because I'm full of faith. Ah, that's interesting. That feels actually very resonant. And like a keepsake, I'm going to try to remember to come back, come back to and talk more about. And so something amazing has been happening recently. I've been allowing myself to have these breakdowns where I show myself that if I'm seen, I can appreciate myself. 
I don't have to run from myself or my feelings or my, or my emotions. And an example of this is that I run a six, I, I run groups of women's circles online and in person. And on Sunday, two days after returning back from Spain, after 33 days of travel, which was everything. So good. So good. Such a blessing uh, to have that experience traveling through Spain with my husband that a couple days later, I facilitated my women's circle, the second to last circle of being together for six months in person. And it was really interesting because as we were going through and I led the, the journey, the meditation, the prayer of meeting themselves in the past of the person, the woman that they walked in through the door as really recognizing them, acknowledging them, asking them where they were at at that time in their life. What season were they in? Were they in despair? Were they in pain? You know, whatever it was. And, and really just having gratitude for that. Because I have found that in being grateful for wherever we are at in the moment, it's a yoke breaker. And Joel Osteen, which I love, love him. God, dude, so good that he was talking about the yoke breaker and a friend of mine, Shalia, uh, is an incredible minister and deeply connected to God. And she, we used to pray a lot together and she would say, you know, breaking the yoke. And I never really actually understood what that meant until today when I was listening to Joel's podcast. And the yoke actually is back in the biblical times, they had those huge oxen uh, or ox, <laughs> one of the two, you let me, you let me know guys, that would really be useful in daily life during those times. And back then, if you had a stronghold on you or something that was really weighing you down, like in a, you know, nowadays what would we would refer to as an addiction or depression, uh, just an illness, anything in our life that's really weighing us down and keeping us from being our greatest and perhaps making us or letting us feel uh, like we have no choice. And because there becomes that thought that there is no choice that, you know, complacency starts to become the norm. And I can attest that that has been something that I have definitely been in and out of for most of my life. And again, it circles back to the fear being seen. And today when I was listening to Joel Osteen's podcast about, you know, breaking the yoke or something like that, uh, I can't remember the exact title. I just started praying because today I was feeling so weak. I was feeling so wounded, so scared to really be seen because for the past, I would say four and a half months, I have been working on my website with a designer, with a team, copywriter, all the things, doing the photo shoots, all the stuff. And what I want you to know about me is that I'm not actually someone who loves to be seen. You know, I grew up hearing about every flaw about how I looked, uh, how I was either too fat or too skinny, how um, you know I should wear more makeup or I should change my hair. And 
I don't say these things because I want pity. No, I'm good with where I came from and what I was gifted with because it has made me and, and given me the opportunity to see the blessing in those teachings and experiences that I grew up in. And what I've really been learning in this experience of being seen and, you know, going from Jackie.com to Mama Universe, because as the past year has progressed since last December, moving to Denver, I've had a tremendous opening and channel open to God. And in this, my work with my clients has changed so much. And in this, it's, I started to get really confused because, you know, people kept telling me like clients, uh, who, you know, work with tons of healers or coaches or mentors or spiritual guides saying, Hey, Jackie, you, you know, I, this work is not that work of a health coach or, you know, that it, that just isn't, that doesn't describe what you actually do, you know? And one of my clients one day after a super powerful uh, inner child session said, you know, today felt like being in your space brought me into the universe, not the universes in the galaxy, but then the universe inside of me that you brought out with the ultimate nurturing and love of a mother without feeling any judgment, ultimate unconditional love and being seen and supported for where I was at, which allowed me the space to step into something new and to forgive myself for forgetting that. And she goes, oh, it's, it's almost like you're, you're, and I, and I said, you know, I kind of just paused her because I, I had been very vocal with all my clients at the time that I was going through a rebrand and trying to figure out what does this look like? which was also a very vulnerable, scary process. And so I started to hear all sorts of different things from, from clients and different people. And that day she nicknamed me mama universe. She goes, that's what you do. That that's what you do. It's the strong divine feminine, but it's something new, but it's also with God and it's, and it's galactic and it's cosmic and it's unlike anything I've ever felt before. And and she goes, I think that's what you should call yourself. And I said, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know what to say uh, because it felt scary, to be honest. It felt scary uh, to have someone say something so big to me, right? And, you know, I'm past the point in my life where in the past, I, uh, I wouldn't share the vulnerable edges that I'm leaning into because of the fear of being a facilitator, the fear of, you know, that I had this story that to be credible, that to be, uh, you know, someone who can create change in the world, that I had to be perfect, which created a really good reason for me not to be seen because I mean, Hey, who's perfect? I mean, Maybe you are, but I sure am shit am not. And it was in the action of really 
really accepting and receiving what she was saying that it it opened something for me. It was as if I had been a, an egg that had just been cracked. And then I had two more sessions that day. And this is such a vivid day for me because that's when it all really started to change and shift for me where it was as though God had been hearing my prayers, which he was because I was asking him to make it seen and known and so blatantly in my face that I couldn't turn from it. And so she nicknamed me Mama Universe. The two next sessions that day, they had similar experiences and on their own accord came to the universe, you, universe, and Mama. Like the ultimate grounded, nurturing, divine uh, connection to the feminine and God and the universe. And it was that day that Oh gosh, I felt so good. I felt, you know, as if I had looked into the eyes of, of my husband and my dad and um, there was just ultimate admiration, ultimate acceptance. You know, I was, uh, there was no mask in that moment. I didn't have to fit a role of being, you know, a sister, a wife, you know, a a good a good woman who's of service to her community and people and i also didn't have to protect myself about being a good girl or a bad girl or a tough girl or a sweet girl in that moment i didn't have to hide myself uh, because i could actually accept the truth of who who i was and who i am and, you know, that's something that's really scary because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but for most of my life, I have hid myself from others because from a very young age, I was told that if people really knew who and what I was, they would be afraid of me and I would be locked up. Because people who see spirits and who, you know, can see what through people to their essence and be able to touch them and help facilitate them to release that are not normal. And that I, I would be considered a monster, not an angel. And that really created a huge fear of being seen that I, as I was, I was not acceptable and I couldn't. I couldn't trust other people to love me because if they really knew, then they would hate me or they would discard me or throw me away if I let them really see who I was. And so this story has run rampant throughout my life and especially in my work in the past couple of years of if people really knew you know, then maybe they wouldn't want to work with me because I wouldn't be perfect or I wouldn't have it all together. And what I want to share is that in the process of being committed, when I say being committed, I made a commitment last year that when I committed to being seen and finding out how I could really share my greatest strengths, to be of service, to get out of the situation of being constantly scared of 
sharing, you know, this with that person because it was safe, right? Because how many, how many people in our life do we have relationships with that, oh, well, you know, mom, it's safe to be safe with her or actually it's not. It's walking on eggshells and it's holding, holding your breath and biting your lip and, you know, praying that she doesn't attack you or come after you with that thing. Or perhaps that's with a friend you feel safe with and you can say or do anything or be anything with them. And that's inspiring. But I didn't necessarily have that unconditionally growing up. And if you relate to that, then you know what difficult emotions, what anger, what resentment, the anxiety and depression and for myself, self-harm that stemmed from that, from having to hide myself. That it was safe to talk with my mentors uh, and the healers I worked with about you know, what I was learning and how I was using that since the age of five or six years old. Or no, I don't, I don't know. That whole time is actually kind of blurry. I, I take that back. Uh, you know, my childhood was was quite blurry because there was such a fracture at a young age of it wasn't safe my parents told me to tell people what I really saw with them or around them and so I had to hide myself even to my own siblings and what I want you to know is that I love my parents so much and I'm I know that where they were coming from was the best possible place of just wanting to keep me safe but also probably not knowing how to deal with it and that that's what they were taught. If you have something that doesn't fit in, you know, and it makes you fit out, then hide it. And I definitely grew up with a lot of that programming from my parents. And a lot of the deconditioning that I've been doing, you know, for almost the past eight years has been really getting to the root of that, which is why you know, I, I feel a deep a deep need to share this because last night I showed a close friend my website where it really explains who I am, what I do, all the things, my full life story, my offerings, etc. And this is someone I deeply respect, someone in my field. And she was just kind of silent. And she looked through, and all of a sudden she said, with a, a loving gaze, turning to me and looking me gently in the eye and saying, you know, you got to play the game. Like, I like the colors. And, but you got to, you know, and I, I just, I want to show you these websites because I think it might be really helpful. And in that moment, all of my stories, all of my fears that I had been swimming and drowning with that I kept going through, especially this past month in Spain as I was finishing the last touches on the website, just did the first round of revisions, now waiting for the second one, was this terror of what would the people I know who I trust and respect and admire say about this you know is it going to be good enough should it be friendlier is it too much 
Is it too out there? And it's interesting how when I really am present to what I was feeling, it's this shame that I thought I had let go of, but honestly, it's still here. And, and, and even in talking about it, it feels better. It feels more free. It feels lighter. I feel more abundant and prosperous in the aspect of being able to love that part of myself and say, hey, it's okay. It's okay, Jackie. People can think whatever they want, but you are who you are and you're amazing. You are a child of the most high God and everything that you have been through has conspired to bring you here at this very moment to be alive. But in the moment when she started showing me these other sites, all of my alarms and inside of my mind and my heart started going off. And I just started to get frozen with fear that perhaps I had thrown away tons of money in time to do this and that maybe I shouldn't have. And then that little girl came in of, you shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing any of this. What are you thinking? Who are you to think that you can do this? Well, mind you, if you look, if while I read through the testimonials on my site that I have to send to this designer, I cry reading them because men and women, just when they share their experience of what it was like to work with me, it's hard for me to even see that or receive it. Like I see the results. I'm with them day in and day out. And I know what they go through. But to see it in writing afterwards, I just, it was really fascinating because I was sitting there with my husband kind of looking it through with him yesterday, uploading a few more uh testimonials to the web prep folder and I just started crying and he said why are you crying I just said I just I can't believe I really I can't but I receive it all the joy I feel so alive that I've been blessed I I have been blessed to receive this life and to be able to share space and bring people to those places where they they can have healing, that they can create that for themselves and that I just guide them there. Because let's face it, it's not me. To me, every time I go into a session or into a group session, I always close my eyes and I go into a quiet space and I ask God, I say, please, Please come into my heart. Please forgive me of anything that I have done in the sin. Please come into my heart and fill me with your light. Let me be your vessel. Empty me out and fill me up with your love, your joy, your messages. Let my hands be your hands. Let my voice become silent so that yours may radiate and echo through me. And hit those and wash over those who need that love, that light, and that message. And to be your humble servant because I am your child and I'm here to bid your service in the world. And each time, it's just spirit is there. And as I read this one testimonial, that fear, that little girl inside who is fractured of don't let people see you, you can't trust people, don't, don't let yourself be seen by your loved ones, by, by friends, it's a beautiful and terrifying thing 
Brene Brown talks a lot about this. And she has a book called Daring Greatly, um, How the Courage to be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead. Awesome book. I highly, highly recommend you go out and check it out. Um, And I digress and I go back to being seen. And as I read this testimonial from this one one male client I had worked with years ago who reached out to me actually last year uh, when I vulnerably posted on Facebook, hey, you know, if you've ever known me or worked with me or sat in um, one of my group sessions or experiences or immersions, I'd love to hear what your experience was of being with me, what your experience was of, you know, doing the work with me, what you uncovered, what it was like. And his testimonial literally just ripped me in half in the best, in the best possible way. And he, he was saying that as he saw my husband, uh, Joshua Greenfield, who has an awesome podcast, I mean, well, I'm going to do a whole, I can do a whole podcast just on love and, you know, how incredible it is when we actually, um, when I surrendered to, you know, being fully responsible for myself, but I'll save that for another time. But if you want to check out his podcast, it's called You Enjoy Life by Joshua Greenfield. And it is guaranteed to give you a dose of love, inspiration, and just guidance to help you go deeper in in whatever crisis or blessing that you're going through in your life. Love him, love him, love him. Such an extraordinary man. So, okay, this just goes to show this is what I call the saboteur, right? Like when we're closest to something, and it's funny because uh, I talk about this with my clients a lot. When we need to face something, our saboteur or, or what we call an informant shows up, helping us kind of backpedal and, you know, run circles around it. And actually, I'm, I'm becoming present to the fact that that's actually what I've been doing, I think, for the past five or six minutes. So I'm just calling myself out. I see that I'm sabotaging myself um, or the saboteur is trying to sabotage myself from actually sharing vulnerably um, and being real that how I felt when I read this testimonial about this man who came from a war-torn country and was very triggered and scared of the fact that I and my husband and I were facilitating, were using blindfolds during this experience of an Evco food healing that it triggered him because he had experienced blindfolds in, in his youth from being in a war-torn country. But when he met me and spoke to me, he, he felt it, this peace that he couldn't describe but that he never knew anything like that, like almost like a uh, light that emanated and made him feel at peace. And so it was from that conversation, and I can't recall what I said, but and I had no idea about any of these things, about where he came from or what he'd been through, but I can't even imagine what it would be like to grow up in a war-torn country and having, you know, trauma around blindfolds. And I, I mean, I can't even speak to that at all, but... The fact that he sat down based on just meeting me for a minute and talking to me and 
what he told me was that this experience changed his life. That in the process of being with and hearing me share my story and taking, taking this group through this experience that he discovered a part of himself that he didn't know was possible, which was feeling peace. And that he went back to a time of when he was a boy that he felt safe where he would lay his head on his mother's lap and she would gently caress his hair and his head. And he had been far away from home for so many years. And he said that this experience to this day greatly impacted him. We've only met once, mind you, once. This one experience, and he said that the experience was like spiritual alchemy for him. It shifted something, healed something in him. Not because I said that it could, but because he allowed it through the experience. And it was in the sharing of my story, of my life and my journey and my exploration of what self-healing and expansion looks like that opened and deepened that door for him. And talk about the power of being seen. And he was saying that I was a powerful uh, spiritual guide and leader and facilitator. And that his relationship with food has been forever changed to one of abuse and escaping through it like a drug. To something that he now sees as a spiritual tool. Talk about being seen. But... Going back to that little girl, right? Because there's the adult me, Jackie, who receives that so deeply and is so nourished and so excited. But also, you know, also that feels like pressure because, you know, I pray with God and speak with God every day. And I sit, I sit at his feet and he caresses my head in prayer and I know that there's more I can do. I know that there is farther to reach, to serve, and to surrender to that. But I know that he's also guiding my steps. But when I read it, there was two thoughts that went through my mind. One was, oh my gosh, this is why I get so depressed when I can't be of service to large groups because I know what's possible for them. I know it's possible. It's kind of a heavy weight, you know, to know what you're poss what you're built for, but then you put blocks. The saboteur creates blocks in your life so that you don't have to get there. You can make excuses. You can be a victim. And I've had plenty of stories and been an excellent victim for most of my life. Excellent, excellent. Maybe if that's something you guys want to hear about, I'd be curious, you know, write in or let me know because as someone who is so good at putting blame on other people and it was their fault that I was hurt, it was their fault that I wasn't succeeding. I'm actually thinking about how last night when my friend was giving critique and showing me all these other websites of coaches and healers and, and other... Uh, 
guides and things like that, how, you know, she was just coming from a place of wanting to help. And seeing what I wanted to do and coming from that loving place, but instead of me fully receiving that, I showed up as, you know, someone who was okay. Yeah, okay, thank you so much. I love love your feedback, even though I was a little confused. I'm going to talk to her about this. And also going into victim, you know, this morning where I had a breakdown and my husband asked me, you know, what's going on? And I just broke down. I said, it's okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to bring this into your day because for me, the first part of the day is really important. And I didn't want to just put that on him. So I took time and I prayed on it as I sat on the toilet because that's what I do. And then I asked the universe for signs. And when I came out of the bathroom, he just said, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear what's going on. I just said, no, no, because I just wanted to wait to try to see if it would go away. But this fear of being seen had manifested that I had shame and guilt that what I had done was not good enough. I wasn't good enough. And that there I was in a box in a situation that I had manifested thinking about you know all the blame of how could I expose myself I failed I have failed was a thought that kept playing over and over and over that putting myself out there was a disaster and I and I shouldn't have done it and I shouldn't do it And then it was amazing. He just said, it's going to be okay. And that I realized that the person who had to see me was actually just myself. And that if I ever wanted to feel good in putting whatever I do out there, my mission, anything, that I would have to act actively seek that love for myself and that that is the journey that I'm on of actively conditioning and being mindful of the triggers I have and opening up to my most vulnerable edges and as I show myself this compassion through my actions of breaking down of allowing myself to be seen by my partner I've started to feel appreciation for myself and I'm starting to feel admired for myself. Because the person I love most is rooting for me. And he has been the whole time. That's God. God gave me this dream of doing what I'm doing. And there's nothing ridiculous about that. Because he is the greatest champion and the whole universe has conspired for this to occur. And my internal standards of ridiculousness, of trying and failing that I would hate me, that's just, that's just spiritual warfare. It really is. And as I started to feel this and really get deep into it, 
I just, I went into prayer because that's been a, that's been a big thing that's been so helpful for me recently. And, um, because I have experienced so much spiritual warfare in the past year. And you're probably hearing that and wondering, what the what, Jackie? What is that? I will tell, I will do another podcast tomorrow or tonight maybe because now this feels really natural. Uh, and I appreciate you bearing with me if you're listening still. Uh, thank you so much for listening and, and being with me. Uh, this is very vulnerable and I feel as if I've been kind of on a, a wheel go around, kind of going around and around with different stories. But what I want to do is bring it back to the fear of being seen and how the thing that I have been most scared of, of being fully seen, is actually my greatest gift. Because I'm not afraid to let people know, number one, that God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and all of my highest angels and highest ascended masters and my dad, in my lifetimes of past, present, and future are a huge part of my life, that that is my life. And I love me because it makes that so much more rich to be able to just say that. And um, I just feel this wave of compassion for myself washing over me of just, it feels good to just say that and you know, maybe there's something on your heart that you've been wanting to say or express maybe to a friend or a loved one or a parent that maybe you've been afraid of, you know, being judged. But I ask you to just take a moment and look in the mirror and look into your eyes and see that little boy or girl, human inside of you. And just to say, I see you and I love you, all of you. Like Mr. Rogers said, I like you just the way you are. And I like and love me just the way I am. Because I am a child of the Most High God. And that is, that is the best family I could have ever been born into. And I don't want to be scared of sharing that anymore because it's just where I come from. It is. And, um, you know... People who want to find me and judge me for my work or my website, they can, and that's okay. And now that I've experienced this with someone I deeply love and respect, right? What a, what a scary experience, you know, showing your life's work, all of your most vulnerable things to someone you love and respect, and then they kind of just look the other way at it, you know, or say, well, have you thought about this? Like... But I'm looking back at that experience last night and this morning, the breakdown and realizing that's the yoke breaking. It really is. Because if God wanted me to do something different, then he's going to guide me to do that in exactly the right time. And that's what I trust right now. And I don't need to stay in the archetype and the fear of not being good enough. Because I am good enough. Because right here is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Because it's helping me become bigger and to love myself more and to be braver. So I thank you guys for hanging out if you've hung out. Uh, This has been a long one. (laughs) 
going to work on as I continue to explore the process of what it's like to storytell alone, because I'm used to talking with people, um, you know, what that looks like and, um, you know, being more and more vulnerable and, and I'm so grateful to the whole universe expiring to bring me to this moment because I'm here and mama universe is, it's inside of me. It's inside of you. The possibilities are endless for you to love and nurture yourself. And when you place your hand on top of your heart and you take a deep breath in and let yourself ground down on your out breath. And you just take a few more breaths in and out. When you really hear the sound of your heartbeat and close your eyes, you get present to the magnitude of the supernatural inside of you. That, that is supernatural. That's Mama Universe. So, hello to me and hello Mama Universe <laughs> and hello Jackie and hello to you all. Thank you so much uh, from the bottom of my heart. And if you have any questions or would like to write in or have any thoughts uh, or just want to share what's going on in your life, I'd love to hear from you. You can sign up for newsletters or shoot me an email. Go to mamauniverse.com or you can shoot me an email at Jackie at Jackie.com. I'd love to hear from you. You know, what's going on in your life and how can you allow your fear of being seen to be the yoke that breaks, breaks off that Kit Kat bar of fear so that you can be bigger because that's what you were born here to do, to be big, not complacent. And you are extraordinary. And I believe that if you heard that and you felt anything today, I ask you to take a moment to receive the supernatural that is God, that is the universe, and allow that to come into your heart. And if you do, then that's a simple little gift and prayer that you have just given yourself to start again. May you be well, may you be happy, and may you keep dreaming and going further. Love you all so much.